This is 90 Day CEO, the podcast. Created for women out there building their businesses on a mission to get their services and their gifts out into this world. We are Mooch and Melissa, co-founders of 90 Day CEO. We created this podcast to do exactly that. And we are on our own mission to help those of you who want to get gritty and get real and to ditch the BS. To not worry about having that swipe up on Instagram, to not focus on perfectly curated photos, but rather to understand the dynamics of building a business and then focus your passion on your service. You want to show up and serve? Let's get down to build a business. All right, all right, we are back. We're coming in hot with part two this week, featuring no one else but Brian Donovan and Elijah Bowie. We're so excited to have them back. Do me a favor, if you missed part one, put this on pause, scroll back, take a listen to part one, and then come pop back over here because we have even more to share. If you did catch part one, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed all of the strategy, the sarcasm, the humor, the ups, the downs of building business, how fear plays into staying small, how guarantees can hurt your business. We covered a lot of stuff last week. So again, if you didn't catch it, go ahead and pause me, throw it back a week and then come back because this week we're diving into even more strategy, even more opinion and thought and just overall business building tips. So we're going to dive in to what these two think about social media, the impact that it has on online businesses. Both of these guys started prior to the Instagram, prior to the Facebook craze. So how it all plays into either hurting or helping your business. We also dive into how authenticity attracts or doesn't attract your type of person, the person that you best serve and support. We also, I don't want to tell you when, but we're also dropping four golden nuggets basically all of our thoughts on the advice that we would give coaches getting started right now. So without further ado, let's dive in, buckle your seatbelts. We're bringing it back. Here we go. Game changer. Definitely. Another game changer was the goal setting. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then it was like, how are we not doing this? I mean, even to this day, we're like, how did we not have Monday planning meetings Mm -hmm. or Friday reflection meetings? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how the hell were we running a business? Beat on's magic for you. <laughs> yeah, I was reviewing somebody's goals today, and I was still like, this client just came in, and they were doing like fifteen thousand a month, and now they're doing about thirty-five thousand dollars a month, and we solved their delivery problem. But I still was like shocked that they had gotten thirty-five thousand dollars a month with the goal, the way that they were setting goals. It was unbelievable to me. So yeah, I think goal, goal setting is huge, and it's like, huge. and not delegating tasks and to, to-do lists and like. Here's what we think we're going to do. It's yeah. like, no, what are the numbers you want to hit? Yeah. And let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. And we talked a lot about like having coaches who are going to, you know, pull you along, but can we hit on like, as we're all coaching, you know, a lot of clients now, like what it means to be coachable Yeah. for someone who's listening and they're like in a program, like how can we support them and being coachable so that they can then get better results? To me, coachable means that. Uh, for whatever length of time that this program or I'm being coached by you is that I'm open and willing to commit to the just what's laid out before me and sometimes just being committed to being challenged because uh, I believe that the higher you get up in your business, uh, like when you're starting out, everything I feel like is a lot of strategy. 
Um, but the bigger and more successful you get, um, and you still obviously need mentors and things, but you're not, there's not like this like strategy anymore, but you get challenged um, on just your thought process and how things are going and things like that. And that can be uncomfortable. It can be scary. And I think being coachable means just like, hey, I'm open to that and I'm going to be willing to accept that feedback or challenge and take action towards whatever, you know, that coaching session or that challenge or that strategy kind of pulls out of me um, is what I think about um, when I think about coaching. Yeah. You guys want to go? No, okay, something that I want to add on that is like most times with clients, people need to leverage the investment uh, that they make for momentum better. I think if you use, when you invest into a program, if you use that investment as like a, a no turning back or like a tipping point a little bit more, you can get some momentum. And most people, like most most clients, like this is how not to be coachable. It's like to, to basically hide. So people who lose momentum or they end up hiding and disappearing and basically they're afraid to kind of come back to the group. They don't, they're almost embarrassed or you know, it takes a lot of overwhelmed or yeah, or yeah, shame, whatever that is. It's overwhelmed or I don't know, it's overwhelming to figure out all this stuff. But no, but seriously, like listen, if you hide from your coach or you hide from the group that doesn't do anything for you, like go in there, ask. I think the best way to be coachable is to ask a bunch of questions and to be curious and inquisitive and like try to understand the system that you're building and to to look at business as this machine rather than or just t- or just trust in the process, but don't go and don't go and hide. I think that's a terrible idea, because once you're once you, it's either you're escaping your or you're embracing. To make it really simple. Mm-hmm. Like most people are either escaping their emotions, their feelings, the things they don't want to feel, the amount of work, the amount of overwhelm, all the decisions they need to make, etc. Or they're going to embrace that. And so if you're like, whoa, this is a lot, embrace that, breathe through it, do your routines, understand that. Overwhelm doesn't, and, and this thing doesn't need to be a part of you. Like right. it, it could be, you know, objective in a way. And you can get a plan laid out by a coach. And I think being coachable is also important to be like held accountable. And so like checking with your coach or checking with your community or like go out of your way to like ask for more help or ask for them to be a little bit tougher on you and challenge you to always point. But I think the worst thing you can do is, is to hide and not show up. And I'll add to that, not to take anything personally, because like, even like when you were, you know, like there are times where like you, either of you guys would like throw stuff down, you usually a little bit more and like, it would be like, oh shit. Right. But don't take it personally. You got to be like, this is what's in my best interest. Like this person is pulling me, right? Like this person is pulling me. And so you flip that script from like, why is, why am I getting the short answer? Why are they not giving me the answer that I want? Why are they, you know, calling out this difficult truth? Why are they pulling out this data? And then if you flip the script to not take it personally and make it about you or your ego, and instead you're like, wow, this is what's contributing to my growth, right? And like, if you can do that internally, like, then, I don't know, I think that's the most important thing in in business and whatever, like, just to be able to like, grow. I I love Brian's point to um, showing up when it's really hard. Um, I think that was one thing that not to give any four of us credit but like i think that's what makes a good leader it's showing up when it's really hard i think it's what makes nice. someone um coachable and a good leader right yeah. um because it pulls people around like we've shown up on calls and we're like this fucking sucks yeah mm-hmm. and we just don't get on the call and we do it right 
we have clients who, you know, they'll come on and they're like, I'm actually in the shittiest mood today. I have nothing good to report back on my business and I'm still here. And we're like, great, let's walk through it. Right. So I love that. And I think that is something that is, you can't really teach that. Mm -hmm. Um, You can encourage it, but you can't really teach it. Mm -hmm. That's a vulnerability at its finest. That's also like transparency as well. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't be transparent and be like, honestly, these are the facts of my business. Most people live in fantasy world. Right. And so they wonder why they don't have results at the end of each month. And they have reasons, <laughs> reasons, why, they have reasons why they create the reality that they want. Yeah. Everybody has the same time in the day. You got to use it, you know, wisely and invest it appropriately. Yeah. And, you know, be willing to, you know, get, get coached to the, pro- uh, to the process ultimately. Yeah. At the end of the day. We always say use data to make decisions in your business and mm-hmm. use your emotion and passion to serve your clients. Like don't use your emotion to make the decisions to build your business. Like, oh, good point. Well, there's a human element too, right? But That's a good point. Amen, Melissa. Amen. And then like on top, one more thing on that point and like the coaching point and like the client point, something that hit home for me, this actually came from one of my clients. So if you're a great client, the coach can learn too and you can contribute right. to the community. I think clients that contribute value, you know, stand out for one, but also make it a better learning experience but if you need to, sh- you go ahead and ask yourself, like, is this in my highest excitement? Mm-hmm. Like, is this in my highest excitement to, to be building my, my business this way? And you only want to be doing things like on the passion point. Like, you can build p- business, like, you're only going to want to make progress when it's, you're excited to actually do it. Mm-hmm. If you're not excited to be there, we got to find out why you're not excited to either be on the call or be coached or learn the process because that's the bigger boulder in the way and the bigger weight that we have to drop. Mm-hmm. To under like discover what is your highest excitement? What do you want to be doing every single day? Yeah. You know that that'll allow you to build your business with flow. Oh, I have one more I want to add to being coachable. Um, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Yeah, because like even when we we're talking about social media before, like I'll never forget. Oh, I don't remember this week. Um, I think you guys actually had a call one on one. because this was like a roadblock for us and then collectively because we and we both. We, our culture is very, come with me, not look at me, mm-hmm. right? We try to build that culture. And for us, it was a roadblock to get to this. How do we use our voice to be very clearly, come with me, not look at me? And that's what we don't like about social media is there's so much look at me out there, right? So that was one place we could get really uncomfortable. But Bowie, you said like, no, like, because we were like, we never dry our hair and we're always in sweats and like, we can't record video. We don't, we had all these excuses for why we couldn't, right? And you were like, Recording your sweats, record with wet hair. Yeah, be you. That's your brand, and it actually became a huge part of our brand. But like, hey, if you care about perfectly curated IGs or blowout or any of that bullshit, you're not our person. If you want to like chill, drop some f bombs, get gritty, build your hair for two weeks, like, and and do that. Like, that's that's uh, you're our person. So, boy, I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah, it's that uh, self-deprecating piece of it that which isn't a negative thing right it's just being modest or honest or critical of oneself their state um and it's usually done humorously but yeah like i said because like i like it especially for you guys because like i said you're just going to attract the people who are like you anyway right like if you're always like putting on something then you have to maintain that skin and that is an annoying exhausting thing to do Let's like detour. Pet peeve, social media pet peeve, current trend right now out there. Do we have any? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I laugh because I, I, I hate social media in general. Um, I, it's an amazing tool and I use it and it's made me a lot of money um, for that. I just, I hate how everyone feels like they have to show off and everything has to be so pretty. Um, I just don't get that because it should just be a representation of life, right? And I don't, unless someone's got a much different life experience than I, life just isn't always that pretty. And I think that in our attempt to try to always make things look pretty and maybe help people, because I don't think anyone has any ill intent when they're doing that. You know, I think we hurt and isolate so many people that create the situation where we talked about earlier today, where it was like, oh, well, they're just special. or They just have that gene or like they don't like, you know, have any, you know, bad days. And um, so I hate that. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, there's some vulnerability um, has become kind of trendy right now. Like, and, you know, there's some people that will go to the opposite ends and kind of exaggerate maybe a little bit. And I don't like that. Like to me, just be real, right? Just the realness, your truth. There's so much power in our uniqueness as an individual and in in your business and just putting that out there. I think you're going to find your people and everything's going to grow faster and you're going to be more fulfilled. So Pretty sweet. Snaps for Bowie. Yeah. What's your pet peeve? I sum it up as like spotlight for some substance. Mm-hmm. You know, people like spotlight on them, and then there's people that have substance. Yeah. And so I gravitate towards people that have substance. Yeah. And they're like legit smart and brilliant and like deep, and I can learn something from. Right. I don't really want to follow anybody that I, that's always in the spotlight or likes to put themselves in the spotlight. I like I like substance. I like when I can. You know, see a sentence that like shock and awes me, and then I'm like, it sticks with me for the rest of the day. And I'm like, okay, that's why I'll go on social media and scroll a little. It's like that'll that's something that that'll stick with me. But the shit that doesn't stick with me, you know, go do it somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's funny. Like that's probably why we gravitated towards you guys. Yeah, right. Like we that's that's us. That's us, right? Um, it's just come with me. It's this let's learn. It's this let's grow. It's not like look at me, look how great mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Look how much money I make, unless you're Bowie, but um, <laughs> <laughs> look at my eight pack. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. I think that really speaks to like what we were talking about even earlier. It's like just how you gravitate towards certain people based on them just showing up as who they are. And I think what actually it doesn't, I don't think it really upsets me, but I think what kind of social media is, is doing is it's taking away that human side, right? If someone just showed up how they are every single day, how they want to be every single day, I feel like they would probably, they would attract more their people, person. right? And their person that they can actually support. And I think that's what social media is doing is it's making everyone either go extreme, right? With the, in the spotlight or within like super vulnerable. And it's just like, yeah. it, it's almost like there's no one in the middle anymore, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So Thanks for detouring. I'm just kind of curious about that little. Yeah. Little I think the hardest thing about social media is the consistency versus intensity mm-hmm. principle. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard. Something that I work on. I think that's something that's pretty relatable to a lot of people is like people will be very intense with it. They'll go for a little while, like a little sprint, but then they're not around for the marathon kind of mindset right. and they're not consistent. And that's very important principle. Consistent. It's like consistency versus intensity. Sure, you see that going around, and I, you know, I I could look back and wish that I was more consistent, or I started posting. I, you know, I 
way back when, but you know, I, I don't know how I still have this love hate relationship with social media, but I know one thing it's you gotta be consistent and not use it to be like intense, no more sprints. It's like a marathon. And so use it as a tool, like you're saying, mm-hmm. to generate some money, yeah. generate some cash. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was like how it became harder for us, for you and I, when like we had to essentially go outside of our extended network, right? And referrals. And it was like, you know, we were providing value. We had this like huge surge really quickly, right? We went six figures in five months, which is great. But then I remember you saying like, you're going to have to work a little bit harder now for your leads. You're going to work a little bit harder now, right? For your sales. And I think we observe that all the time with our clients where it's like one, they've never, they've never set goals, right? They've never done it. They've never followed the process. So as soon as they start implementing the process, they'll find really quick growth from everything that they've already cultivated. Right. Right. And that growth depends on how much they've already cultivated, but then it kind of plateaus and that's where some people drop off and quit. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that because I think I see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. um, I, I, I see it all the time. Um, the reason it happens, I think some of it has to do with social media and the fact that we said like, um, because no one is usually opening up the door to what building a business really looks like. And you think it is just supposed to be, um, oh yeah, I post and, you know, then people come and like, then they buy and you know, like all that stuff, um, that that's where that feeling kind of comes from. And I, I guess my thing is always just, I come from the brick and mortar world. So my thing is like, who told you it was going to be easy? Like, I just, that's not, business is simple, but it's not easy. Um, And I think when people come in with that expectations, that's why that happens. I just think from both you and Brian, that's a lot of what you guys taught us is like, it's really not that fucking complicated. Mm -hmm. Make it simple. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but it can be very simple. And I think that's even like I had said it on our call with our clients yesterday. I was like, why are we making this so difficult? It's really simple. It's not easy, but it's, it is, can be simple. Um, right. So I think that's one really big thing that you guys kind of implemented with us. I think, you know, when you, so when you have a spike and you plateau, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the idea, yeah. even when you're starting out, so you've probably exhausted like your hot audience. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so now you got to go from hot to warm to cold. And like, that means you got to learn like other strategies to basically approach your warm audience and then other strategies to go and approach a, a cold audience while still keeping the hot, like the, the strategies that you just did to get all those clients still going. And that's like a lot of what businesses, you know, do is they start with their, their audience and they go to other people's audiences and they go to complete strangers. Mm-hmm. And so you want to go and you want to go and learn those strategies, not give up on the strategies that you just learned. And if you're plateauing, like if that's one way you got to go learn more. And then you got to go implement, adapt, execute, et cetera, and constantly adjust. But you have to continue to work on the mind, body, spirit side of things. So mm-hmm. even if you're plateauing, double down even more on, on you. Yeah. I'll make sure you're good and getting back uh, with momentum because it's going to start from here. And then you can go and learn the strategies. Think of it like um, you guys know me and my phenomenal analogies. Like if you think about it as like a relationship. If I was to ask someone that I've known for a really long time, let's say a childhood friend, hey, let's go out on Friday and, you know, grab something to eat, right? It's going to be a very easy ask. And I, you know, know the probability of the answer, right? Um, and then if you're asked me to go, well, go ask, you know, 
that one person you had class with, you know, in college. Okay, well, I kind of know them. We kind of follow each other on Facebook. That's one level. And it's like, hey, go ask that, you know, that person over there. And you just like walked in a room, right? Those are three different scenarios. And obviously in that scenario right now, you would go, well, obviously me asking the childhood friend is going to be easiest, but people don't do that in their business, Mm -hmm. right? They think, and that's what I meant earlier about committing, like, I'm not attached to the outcome. Like, stop. I'm not going to set myself up for failure and say, oh, I'm going to ask and someone's going to say, yes, I have no control over that. I know the consequence of me asking enough people, though, is that I'm eventually going to get enough yeses, right? And so I don't have any feeling or attachment to, like, I, I would expect as I move away from the childhood friend that it's going to be more difficult, right? And so that wouldn't surprise me and I wouldn't get shocked and I wouldn't necessarily be sad about it, right? Like, I know that if I ask 10 close friends, I'm probably going to get 10 yeses. If I ask 10 strangers, maybe I get two. And I think that's the mindset people need to approach it with. And then you won't be so shocked. And they said, as you move around, move away from that, you're like, oh yeah, this is what I expected, right? And so then I can use the data from that. Like, oh, I can't ask a stranger the same way I'd ask a a friend I've been with for 10 years, right? right? So I asked 10 people the same way I asked a friend. Nine of them said, no, I think I had changed my approach. I'm going to take that data and I'm going to ask the next 10 strangers this way in a slightly different way. And that's how your business grows, right? And I'm just committed to the process, just to the action and, uh, you know, and getting the data and seeing where it takes me. Mm. Well said. Yeah, 100%. Well said. Love that. Great analogy. I think that's really, um, that's helpful for, I'm sure, a lot of coaches that do listen to this for them to hear. So I kind of want to just take a little detour and kind of put you guys on the spot for advice that you would give coaches who are in this either they're in their overwhelmed phase or they're in this phase of when we started working with you guys or um, clients that you have now, like any advice that you would give that is either like a, a game, a game changer, a mind blower, anything like that. We'd love to kind of hear your thoughts. Rock their worlds. Talk. So it is simple, but here's the exercise because it kind of goes back to what we were just saying. The first thing you need to do, if you're in, like we talked about these coaches are listening is you need to figure out what your freedom number is. And so to figure out your freedom number, you guys can do this really quickly. Um, you take a sheet of paper and you start listing all of your bills and all of your debts that you owe, right? So you write all that down. I mean, cars, student loans, credit, like you, everything that you can pay on a month, like write it down, right? Um, on a monthly basis. Then um, you need to go in and you need to add like, hey, right now, what are like, what would I like to happen? Like, would I like to enjoy a dinner once a week, a nice dinner, um, you know, with someone that I care about, and I'd like to be at this type of restaurant? And what would that cost? Um, how much gas do I spend? Insurance, everything, right? So you write all that out, and then you total it up. And um, once you total it up. The, the bills and debt and stuff is easy, but where I really want you to spend time on is like, what things would I want to do now that are like, do I want to, um, I had just clients do this. She said, you know, I want to be able to spend 500 bucks a month on makeup. She's like, I know that's ridiculous. I said, no, it's not. Who told you it was ridiculous? You think that someone else thinks that's ridiculous. And that's why you're never going to have 500 extra bucks to spend on makeup. Because first of all, you, it's not even written down anywhere. And so we factored that into her freedom number now. So now she figured out how much money she needs a month to pay all bills and do things that she enjoys, not just to get by, 
right? And so let's say that number is like $6,000. This exercise is actually really surprising because you what people realize is that you don't actually need that much money to in, like pay your stuff and enjoy life. But if you're not there, right, if there's a gap, you look at, well, it's 6,000 is my freedom number. I'm only at three. Well, now when I move over to my business, my why is attached to my everyday life, right? Like how I literally want to live my everyday life. And so there's a little more meaningful, like a lot of times you ask me, well, what do you want to make? 20K. You just pull that out of your ass, like, right? And so it's now attached to something meaningful and what I want to do with that. Um, And so now when I go into and I can reverse engineer, cool, how many clients do I need? And you can look at yourself, right? I can look at myself and say, hey, maybe I need six more clients a month to reach my freedom number. Okay, maybe Brian's a sales all-starter. And when he ta- for every 10 people he talks to, he closes seven. Well, for every 20 people I talk to, I only close one. No one cares. See, most people right there get, I don't you know, frustrated, have some type of feeling about it. I have no feeling about it. It just is. Just like I'm just 5'8". Like I... I can't have a feeling about that anymore. Like, it's just, I can't fucking change that shit. I am 5'8", right? <laughs> well, cool, you got it. That's just what it is. So, okay, I close one out of 20. That means if I need six people, right, that I have to talk to, in this case, this is a fucking lot of people. Um, for, you can only get one out of every 20, right? You got to talk to 120 people to get six clients. And so now if I know I need 120, I can reverse engineer that and break it out, let's say, over three months. Then there's four weeks in a month and I can go to my daily actions. And so now I know that, hey, today, the only thing I need to do that's going to push the needle forward in my business is to have 10 conversations with people, right? Now, I'm not in control if they buy or not. And that doesn't even really matter because all my sales may come at the end because I'm not very good at sales. Brian's a rock star. I'm not, right? But now I'm committed to these 10 conversations. And if all I told you, if you woke up and I said, hey, if you go talk to 10 people today and make them an offer, you're going to have the money you need to make. You'd go do it, right? Whether I need to be an Instagram post, door to door, call someone up, ask for a referral. And so now I'm committed to this daily action very easily. And it's tied to this bigger goal is the exercise I'd go through. I like that. Ooh, I, got my, I got my freedom number. He's not even charging. You didn't even charge for that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'll be collecting. <laughs> you can Venmo me. podcast. <laughs> This is for the busy, overwhelmed entrepreneurs. If you're too busy <laughs> to build good systems and you're always going to be too busy, right? And so my advice to you is to make a list. They call it the shit we do list. Mm-hmm. I call it this delegation mm-hmm. matrix. Basically, Our name is way better. You just write down all the shit you do, right? In your business. And you understand, and then understand what's ten dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour. It's time to get that off your plate, right? You no longer need to be doing that. You just need to focus on your zone of genius and the things and the skills that you want to learn that we know can make a big difference in your business. So anything that you're doing that is task related, that's working in the business, we need to get it off your plate and give it to somebody else and completely get it. You know, get you working on your major priorities. That's what I would say to mm-hmm. people. Uh, just you know. I love, that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, we're going to. Why not? We can close out. Yeah. I was thinking. Um, no, I think this, I think for the people who are 
almost where we were at when we met Brian and Bowie is like this unsure, uncertain, um, is this going to work? Like let go of outcome, trust your gut, go with what feels really exciting. And I think just to pull in, Hey, Mike McAllowitz, but to pull in something that he shared with us is like, you cannot rely on your business to bring you excitement every single day. Mm -hmm. You have to bring the energy to your business that you Mm -hmm. want. And so I think if you're in this place of overwhelm or at this plateau, or you just base planted and you're like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Anyway, you have got to switch the energy that you're bringing every single day to your business. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And he said that really resonated with me because he was like, think about like, you know, Jimmy Hendricks. Like they're not like, Oh, I'm kind of bored. I golf every day. Like, they bring that energy. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I said it on my phone. Not a good day. example for Brian right now, reason. but but like you know, any professional That's athlete or any <laughs> But the point is like if you're doing the same thing every single day, like you need you know, you're not relying on that to like energize you. You are bringing the energy mm-hmm. That was that like really resonated with me. I'm same. glad you shared that with Yeah. I think about it a lot. Yeah. Um I I'll just say I would recommend always um continuing to grow and expand yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think like, just because you have clients doesn't mean that you don't still need a coach. Right. Right. And I think this is just my own personal pet peeve. I see too many coaches who don't honor the act and skill of coaching to actually understand it enough. And I think if you're a coach out there, this is like slash advice and a plea to like really service your clients by understanding how to effectively coach them. It's also going to serve your business because if your clients can be effectively coached, they're going to get results. If they get results, your business is going to grow, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just keep doing the work. I mean, mm-hmm. just because you guys aren't coaching us anymore, we still have coaches and like, which I are going to be doing a podcast on it soon, but like we have a business partnership coach mm-hmm. who is probably, you know, that episode will be coming out soon. We'll be drinking but, a lot of tequila for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, he's, <laughs> he's like... We're calling him like the secret weapon for our next level up, right? Yeah. Because he helped us get down to like some like deeper shit. And so my advice to coaches would be keep working on yourself Mm -hmm. and really understand what coaching entails. Well said. Boom. Cool. Great advice. All right. Where can people find you guys? This was fun. This was really fun. This was like, like a throwback. Like you find Moe at Disney World <laughs> or Top Golf twice a month. <laughs> He's there. He's a problem. Yep. <laughs> we used to hang out in Zoom two or three times a week. Yeah, I know. Good while. I miss it. I miss it. Um, Where can they find you if they want to know more about your work? They want to join your amazing programs. What do you got? Send me an email at brian at automatingscale.io. Or follow me on Instagram, Brian Donovan. I was going to say, you've got to do Instagram. Underscore, underscore. Two, two underscores. That's just an opportunity to be more consistent on social now. Yeah, and then if you want to, no, I'm not going to give you my phone number. I'll <laughs> save that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm on social media. Um, <laughs> you can uh, find me on Instagram at Coach Bowie, B-O-W-I-E. Um, you can text me if you want, 614 <laughs> Um, but yeah no i mean uh do i have something for you probably i have a bunch of free shit actually i have an entire vault of free shit um of like marketing and sales and shit but it's hidden so you tell me what you're looking for i point it to you in that right
Love it. So good. What a cheers it has been. I know. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for trusting us and believing in us from the moment that we joined. Thank you for leading us and pulling us and just like the way that we continue to grow and evolve and create together. It's super special and beautiful. And I hope that sharing our story is an example for other people to get out there, find those people that align with you, find those people that vibe with you, like put your energy there and then go see what's possible. Epic. Thank you. Where do, you, where do we uh, collect our checks at? Around, <laughs> <laughs> I want my I want my, my rev share cut. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, Thanks, Nadine. everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you guys all so much for listening. We're hoping you found some really good little golden nuggets. You can find us on Instagram at 90 Day CEO. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Slide right in there like a little chess. And we want to know what did you find valuable, what you want to hear more about, and what you have going on in your business. And remember, no matter how hard it gets, and it probably will get harder, just keep moving.